0: Welcome to the Big Fat Gay Podcast, where we talk about the things that are weighing on our minds. I am Trevor Kezon. I'm a super chub. And today, I'm a, uh, a, I don't know, trip recovery boy. (laughs) A trip? What trip? We went up to Monterey uh, to see some family of Dan's and also celebrate our sixth anniversary. So when you say we,
1: you mean you and your husband? Yes, me and Dan. (laughs) Not celebrate. the podcast, the royal <laughs> the royal we. I had a great time. I really enjoyed myself up there. <laughs> well, my name is Michael. I'm a chaser, and uh, I was a little bit of a trip boy. I went down to see uh, my little sister and her husband, and more importantly, their cats, uh, Maggie and Luna, and I got to spend some time with them. And if you follow me on Instagram, you may have even seen the update, the update, which was that Maggie was a, a snuggle bug. So. There you go.
2: That's a very important update. It's a very important. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had people write me and thank me for posting it. So there you go. Uh, hey, my name is Don Marshall. I'm a big chubby guy living here in sunny Hollywood. And today I am a artificially broke boy. I I, I have managed to buy a car. Uh, so I am once again wheeled. But my, uh, my bank made a banking error and drained <gasps> my entire bank Whoa. account. So Ooh. I have to survive to October
3: 6th on $17. Oh, All my God. Left. And and they're just kind of, and they're good with that, I'm sure.
2: No, they (laughs) opened up a uh, a, an investigation ticket on their mistake. Oh well, good for them. Even though I have all the evidence right in front of me, and I'm able to lay it all out for them and show it to them, Uh, but they assured me that they'll be able to have it all resolved by October sixth.
1: Break out those credit cards. (laughs) Oh, and
2: and the uh, they escalated it, so they think they might be able to get me uh, some advance credit. By October 4th. Oh, how generous.
3: <laughs> Two whole days. And, and, they, and, they and they'll hard, hardly charge you any interest on that, I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears> oh, <throat> my God. All right. Well, uh, my name is Dan Oliverio, author, public speaker, and chubby chaser. And I am the other half of the Trevor and Dan Road Trip Show. Uh, <laughs> we went to Monterey to see my family. I am very blessed to have a wonderful family.
0: Well, so here we are. Yeah, you know, we're here. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> and we got some uh some patreon updates oh yeah, um yesterday we released our little sandwich mini sewed, ooh, which is exciting it's mm-hmm. delicious <laughs> on you may have seen the censored sandwiches, <laughs> yes, on social media, but <laughs> yeah, if you subscribe to patreon, you see all that un all that uncensored goodness sandwich sauciness that mm-hmm. that meat. there's pork yeah
1: there's pork (laughs) pork and juiciness you can see the drippings and recipes (laughs) so
2: i feel really uncomfortable with this conversation and i don't know why (laughs) or
1: do you feel extremely comfortable (laughs) don't you judge
3: me Um, it's not just the sandwiches that are wet
1: it was
2: a a lot of fun
1: anyway (laughs) the sandwich episode um and we also have an upcoming episode with uh, me and Don and Trevor talking about role-playing characters and body diversity in role-playing games, Yes, uh, which is a Patreon minisode as well. So if you want, go and support us there. Check us out. Um, we use the money to pay the editor of the show which at this point is just me, so (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So there you go. And he's worth it, people. He's really worth it. Yeah. Um, What else we got? We also have a live uh, Zoom Spectacular, self-help Spectacular.
3: So
0: the Zoom Spectacular is for for everyone. Yes, that's not Patreon. Not Patreon. Mm -hmm. Um, The recording will live on Patreon. Mm -hmm. You're going to go back and check it out. our self-care and share
1: is Is what we're calling it.
0: Sunday, October 9th. Sunday, Sunday, yes, Sunday. At Sunday.
1: 12 noon Pacific Standard Time. Or Pacific Standard? 12 noon Sunday, the October 9th. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever fucking Pacific, time that well, is. Not a Pacific Daylight no. time. Pacific
0: time. Pacific Time. Yes, Pacific. Pacific time. That's fine.
1: And then it, hopefully that gives us a good spread across the globe for that to be an accessible time period for most people. Um. We're, yeah, we're going to be sharing self-help tips. Uh, you guys are also welcome to share yeah. self-help tips as well. It's a, a roundtable discussion. It's a yes. call. You can or be if the call. Like, Just I, join the call.
0: A little coffee, a little talk. <laughs> bring bring your tips. Do some show and tell with your favorite products. Bring a question. Bring a concern. Yeah. Be like, I got, you know. There'll be a show got, and tell I got Moob Sweat. What do I do about, what do y'all do about Moob Sweat? Underbelly uh, rash. Not have, yeah. <laughs> I might not have the answer, but maybe someone else does, or we can, you know, figure By it cool. out together. <laughs> um, I I don't
1: have an answer, but I'd lo- I'd love to hear the answer. Yeah, so well, there you
0: go. Tune in and find
1: out. <laughs> yeah, October ninth, Sunday. Be there or don't, because we can't tell you what to do. Um, <laughs> oh yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> Is this where you rise up? Is yes, this, yes. <laughs> <the> <laughs> command. <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Uh, 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 that's a, anyway uh, that, that's another joke uh, yeah that's uh into the that's for us. it's an inside joke that you guys don't get so. <laughs> which is How, great for a podcast. great mm-hmm. podcasting there everybody um all right let's get into it yes we have a show starting with the one and only the beloved miss <gasps> lizzo oh, she Charlie. is kicking ass and
0: taking names once again and fashion a moment Uh, so that you know i talked about um how the vma dress poof moment was not my favorite lizzo the black dress dress. it's the black dress but this this dress this is like the black dress's sexy older sister yes
1: anyway lizzo (laughs) looking fabulous in a giant floofy red flowing semi-sheer just beautiful beautiful dress winning an emmy yeah, and she is now halfway awesome. to her EGOT, yes. which we're all very excited about. If you don't know, it's Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony, mm-hmm. uh, all of the sort of the big four. She's uh, the egg. And She's got the egg. She got the egg the She just needs to get the ot down. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not all. She had one of the most amazing acceptance speeches I mean, in true Lizzo fashion, just, like, high energy, super positive. We're going to play a little clip for yes. you here.
2: When I was a little girl, all I wanted to see was me in the media. Someone fat like me, black like me, beautiful like me. <laughs> if I could go back and tell little Lizzo something, I'd be like, you're going to see that person, but bitch is going to have to be you. <laughs> Um, where are my big girls? Are they here? Come! Come! One year ago, one year ago, these women were filming this television show that would change their lives forever. They are Emmy award-winning superstars who are going on a world tour. Make some noise for my big girls. much daddy i love you oh my god god bless y'all this is for the big girls l-i-c-c-o-p-i-g-g-g-r-m-s we the best hey thank you so much
0: chills It's in my... Well, you guys got to hear it, Uh, and the listeners. It just was in my head now.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's where it lives. I heard it. I'd also like to point out uh, Harvey Guillen, whom we've talked about on the podcast, Mm -hmm. um, one of the stars of uh, What We Do in the Shadows, was also not only at the Emmys, but he got a lot of shout-outs for his outfit, which was Mm -hmm. amazing. Uh, Let me just read what he posted on his, uh, I guess, Instagram. He said, I didn't expect to be on so many best-dressed lists, But with a designer like D. Velasco, I shouldn't be surprised. So talented and wonderful. The inspiration was 1930s glam and Mexican mariachi vibes. Mm. And my dynamic glam duo. And he mentions two people. um, And he was just uh, uh, fabulous. Really so a fitted, uh, kind of a bolero, again, mariachi jacket. Just glorious.
0: Mm. He's really come along. Mm -hmm.
3: Also, so
0: another moment from the the Grammys. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge... They, so I just love <laughs> they tried her. to play her off. <laughs> and she just started. She's like, "Wait, wait!" And then she just started dancing to the
3: music <laughs> that they're trying to play her off with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Did uh, the
1: cane, cane come out from the side of the stage? I, th-
3: I think they 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 would have tried that.
0: <laughs> um, moving along in pop culture, <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. NPR had a feature featuring uh, comic artist James Dylan Beck, who I featured several times on our. Uh, Instagram, but a comic book with fat black gay heroes called Black Vans, written mm-hmm. by Alex Smith. So it's Alex Smith and James Beck. and Black Vans is a, like, Afro-futuristic... The term uh, they use is Afropunk. Afropunk.
1: Right? Yes, which is pretty cool.
0: Yes. Well, and I... See, I I got confused because James Beck, the artist, describes his style as chunk wave. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
3: I think that's accurate. Yeah, which is Chunk kind of, of this,
0: uh, you know, fat centric cyberpunk kind of 80s cyberwave meets like 90s tech like Game Boy, Walkman, mm-hmm. everything Oh, like yeah, that. I can see that. They're very cool. But it's a great uh, interview. And you get to see a lot of the art from the comics yes. too. They were trying to fund uh, additional issues on Kickstarter, which they successfully did and uh, exceeded their goal by a good bit. Was, yeah, like a thousand something. A few thousand,
1: I think, yeah. They're, so they're, they're well on their way to making the follow-up. Um, the main character is actually fat, fat, like mm. not, you know, not like a bearish husky, but like a fat, fat black man. Well,
3: the the author is very much identified with the bear community.
1: Yeah, they do. But
3: what I really love about this is that it, the, the storyline is that the, the superheroes have mysteriously disappeared and now their, their ground support is picking up the slack, solving the mystery, doing the deeds. And so it's, it's a lot of really fat nerds.
0: Being the heroes. Yeah, mm-hmm. being the
3: fat nerds uh, as heroes.
0: So the, the villain is also fat and they talk about kind of like leaning into the fat villain trope, but also, you know, uh, Alex and James are both chasers. So like he's fat and he's a villain, but like the fatness isn't a negative thing. It is just what he is. And also he's hot, but then taking inspiration from the list of the villain inspiration. is like Mm -hmm. the most garbage person, (laughs) horrible list.
3: Oh, you mean like all the fat people who are villains in all the movies ever?
0: He, no, I mean it's specifically it's like Rush Limbaugh, Donald Trump, Alex Scarelli. Their inspirations. Yeah. He so the the
1: villain uh, Gordon Gale looks to me like you know the the bigger city guy like the mascot the blind yes. guy who he he has looks a lot name. Like but like we him. Yeah. we discussed. I don't know
0: if we actually found out his name or we just discussed I it.
1: I don't think we ever found out his name. <laughs> but he looks like that guy. If he just like. If Or maybe like that guy's like younger, sulky, younger brother. Yeah, there we yeah. go. There we yeah, go. like because the bigger city guy is so happy and joyful mm-hmm. and prancing. And this guy is just like, <laughs> yeah, he looks he's got like eyeliner. You know, he looks like really sort of like depressed goth supervillain. Yeah, he's like goth. a little fatter and a little angrier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I love this.
2: <laughs> I love all this so much because like when I was a kid, I remember the first time I saw a fat character in a comic book I was reading that wasn't a villain. <laughs> Who was it? <laughs> it was a character named Sponge. Eh. Um, she had the ability to absorb moisture from the air over time. so she just she literally retained water. She kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger oh. and then she could emit all of the water she'd absorbed in one blast and become skinny again. interesting. that was mm. it. but like up until that point it was only the blob, right? Oh. So oh God. Oh God. Uh, I can't even conceive it would have been like for me to be a little comic book fan, which I was. And see a character that looks like me. Mm-hmm. I never had that experience when I was young.
1: Not only looks like you, but it's also gay. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that, you know, there's, there's yeah. a lot of layers to this.
2: There's a lot of things I am very jealous of for, for today's youth. You know, <laughs> like.
0: It's like a, there's so many layers and they're all wonderful layers. Yeah. So it's like a bacon wrapped date. And then there's <laughs> a, like maybe a little goat cheese inside. And then on top of that, like maybe like a Marcona almond.
3: And we're back to the sandwich episode.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I was thinking that maybe we could, the next food episode we do could be breakfast food.
0: Oh, I was thinking appetizers. Oh, appetizers. Boys, what boys,
3: about boys.
1: Guys, what? Okay, we can line up the next few. <laughs> no,
0: I, <laughs> Come love, back to the tent. My, then Michael's like, we got it. We got it, guys. We got to stay on track <laughs> today. But then it's like... And then immediately, immediately we good. start talking yeah. about
1: food, and I'm, He's I'm off, to the off track.
0: Well, that's important, Michael. These are the important conversations that <laughs> live in our hearts and probably the cutting room floor. <laughs> well... Speaking, I'm going to segue and we're going to keep it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Speaking of food and fueling up and getting your calories in for wow. workouts. Uh-huh.
0: Oh, and. yeah. Oh, Scooty. <laughs> hear, hear me, feel me. He's going to do a superhero landing yeah. right in the middle uh, of the, the room. The little arm from the chair is going to like <laughs> down, <laughs> down into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, there was a point this weekend that was like, man, Scooty, <laughs> find me, <laughs> save me, Marcus and uh, Martinez, Martinez Evans, Evans, who, uh, aka, three hundred pounds in running, who we have featured before, I think, in Fat Watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a new Fat Watch uh, Hall of Famer, but this, yes, this he is was a whole other level. Featured in Men's Health,
3: dun dun dun, Men's Health, not yeah. known for its. Mm, no. Highlight of fat people. <laughs> no. It's, uh, no, it's
0: where toxic masculinity goes to meet like confused yeah. men, confused about their sexuality. <laughs> Every
2: closeted gay man I have ever been with has a so, has a yeah.
3: copy of Men's Fitness next to the bed. Yeah, because they give they give pointers on how to be more ripped, how to be more cut. Isn't it great that you're dehydrated and underweight? Yeah. Yes. Uh, but, okay. So,
1: but here we are in Men's Health. Yes. Yes. Martinus Evans featured not only has. A full article, basically an interview that he did, Mm -hmm. um, not really written by Keith Nelson of Men's Health, sort of I guess put into the magazine by Keith because it's all in Martinus's works. Not only the article about his journey from you know going to from being you know a chunky kid who was always made fun of for being fat and kind of finding his value in sports, but then Mm -hmm. still not really being accepted because of his size and his whole journey. He has a a fully nude, like mm-hmm. leaping, like full photo. It is cut. balletic. Like, explain,
2: which explains why I've seen the uh, this particular magazine on every chaser's nightstand now. You know. Well, <laughs> this particular well, no, from, issue from now on.
1: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, it is on. Un, it's unapologetic, unabashed, and so because he talks about like. You know, he once he started getting successful, and he he started his website and was doing a live stream of running on a treadmill mm-hmm. for a particular length of time because he does marathons. It's kind of the big thing he does. Um, At one point, he was like getting sort of really sweaty and kind of over overworked, and so he took his shirt off on the live stream, and people who had tuned in to watch him were yelling at him, t- telling him to put his shirt back on, mm-hmm. and. So I think you know he's the kind of person who kind of takes that in and it fuels him, mm-hmm. and he gets to kind of like use that to to keep moving and keep going stronger. But that I think this is like the ultimate payoff for that of him like leaping yeah. through the pages of mm. Men's Health saying <laughs> nude, <you> know, <laughs> nude.
2: I would love to be able to get some of that energy, whatever he's got going yeah. on. Like that would be a nice thing to channel from time to time.
0: Hence why he is the f- Fat Watch.
1: Uh, yeah. person it, of the week pick of the week <laughs>
0: yeah. it's well and just like i love i don't know the, so he talks about going to a doctor for hip pain and the doctor being like well you're fat of course of course you have pain lose some weight fatty yeah, yeah, yeah. it's
3: not the marathons
0: you've been running it's because you're fat well no it was before he started running and then he, when he talked about running his doctor's like you're gonna have a heart attack and die
3: yeah it was, and, it's <laughs> it's this whole double standard of like you should definitely exercise more oh my god you're exercising you're gonna drop dead
0: mm-hmm. right it's almost like i feel like a, I don't know a Stephen King thing where I feel like the doctor is going to pick up his copy of Men's Health (laughs) and then see the picture and like have a heart attack because he's like, "No, (laughs) this is what the this is what the fortune teller warned me about." And then he's gonna he's gonna the doctor's gonna be the one who dies, Mm -hmm. and then we we pan out from the doctor's office. Shouldn't
3: there be a mechanical fortune teller involved in this story?
0: Yeah, okay. (laughs) That's the
3: fortune. That's the fortune teller. That's the fortune teller. You haven't
0: seen that scene yet. Okay.
1: So Martinus wraps up his, his article by saying when somebody says, oh, I can't do this or I need to lose weight first, someone will say, oh, you haven't heard about the 300 pound runner. To other people, my weight and my body are tied to my identity. But for me, my identity is more tied to running and providing joy and inspiration to people who have been told they can't do it. I give them all the reasons why they can and that wa- that is why fat watch. That why fat watch. Yeah, that that <laughs> why fat watch. I was doing so well reading and then just <laughs> fumbled it on the one yard line. <laughs> that fat watch why. Did he not good the landing.
3: No, Michael, me <laughs> like words too.
0: that's Maybe that's the ending. The fortune teller machine like spits out a little card that says that why fat watch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's okay. done. I well, think that's the title of this we've episode. We've made it. That fat why fat watch. Since we're talking about uh fat watch and things leaping through the pages of men's health and, <laughs> and victories, we're all gonna talk about victories and not victories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not, not not fat watch. <laughs> um, not not fat watch. So Jean Luca Russo, who we've talked about before, um contributor to nylon, always talking about plus size fashion, fat fashion. Um, fashion fashion.
3: Vis a vis his book.
0: Yes. Uh mm-hmm. The Power of Plus, but also also Nylon magazine, I mean. Yeah. Doing a lot of the the Lord's work in terms of fat coverage in the fashion world. Jean Luca was talking about how this year at New York Fashion Week, body diversity just kind of disappeared. Like it was out snap. of fashion.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he was so proud of them. For having done it last year, but then he's like, "Okay, well, where is it this year?" and their and their response was, "Well, we did it last year." I mean, it's yeah. the fashion what's, industry. They basically turned what's, out to done that. We've done that. What's they're the news? There. What's the news about plus size fashion? Because like, it's it's everywhere now. And why should we yeah. do it again? Next no, week's was
1: so twenty nineteen. Plus size
2: plus size fashion is now locked into the one year that it was focused on.
0: Yeah, it may never again evolve. This year, it's about that twelve foot skeleton from Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> um you mean the models yeah (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but so it was this it made me think about this thing of like we have wins we have all these wins and then like it just pumps you up you feel Mm. amplified and you're okay we have a win but where do we go from here and then also the same side of like when you have a loss you kind of have that same thing of like well what now like what do we do right how do we what happens with fashion week now that like we had this win and they're actually actually that's not a thing we want to do. We want to go back to what's safe, what's easy. We want to sell to the people we know will buy our
3: clothes. Well, our, we did that last year, so it, it, we can't claim to be groundbreaking anymore. <laughs> we, we would just be of service to people, and that's of no use to anyone. Well, right? I mean,
2: what's the point of producing clothes for fat people if the world isn't universally applauding you for doing it? <laughs> yes. There you go. <laughs> you know? There you go.
0: Um, when well, doing these things, will like trying to keep it positive, because mm-hmm. it's a very easy to when like i think if if you have a win or a loss to be like well like what the fuck now like i don't and and like, we're how see- like how are we like how do we recover from this or like well like we're never going to be able to get more than we already got
3: yeah and we're seeing this all over in not just plus size fashion but in 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 racism in gender issues where there mm. seems to be steps forward but then wait weren't we here 40 years ago <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, I yeah. mean, that's sort of
2: our world right now. We're yeah, arguing exactly. over mm-hmm. things that were settled in the 1950s. and Or so we thought, you know.
1: Yeah. So on a smaller scale, because we were we were sort of trying to think of some, I don't know, just examples of a step forward, a step backward. What does that feel like? What does yeah. it look like? And on a smaller scale, I've, so uh, my partner Michael has uh, gotten a, actually two jobs this year because he started a job. It wasn't a great fit, and so we got a different job. Mm-hmm. And in both cases, he works – he's a – you know, a financial analyst and works in corporate culture and they have, like, uh, welcome, like, care packages, welcome packages to whatever company it is. Um, So when you first get hired, they're like, oh, you have this, you have this. It's like, you know, mugs and things. Uh, But they always have T-shirts. Yes. And you have to sort of fill out what size shirt do you want. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, it just, it sucks when you're excited about a new job and you're, you're trying to get into it and you're trying to sort of make yourself fit in and you know the shirt goes up to one X, maybe two X. I think at the recent job he just got, which he actually quite likes, they went up to three X, which was that's, a stretch. That's from, downright progressive. Yeah, yeah. that it was is. a stretch yeah. from I think the previous job. Uh, I think was one X, and that was just like not. It was just like you may as well just give this to somebody else. Like it's not going to work.
2: It. I've been in situations where like I volunteered for like film festivals or. Um, I had a job in college where I had to wear a uniform at, at a place and to basically force people to wear a uniform and then not supply the clothes that fit. Like that's oh, just that's, a factor of life for yeah. so many of us. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I remember that working at a, at McDonald's when I was like a mm-hmm. teenager uh, and I had never thought about that. Yeah. But, but what do you do? Like, cause they give you a shirt. Yep. Here's but, like, a shirt. What if that shirt doesn't, someone fit? else
2: will wear cause you can't. Actually,
1: you know, I'm curious if McDonald's
3: has. I mean, a I've, wider. F- I've seen some very large McDonald's employees. That so. is yeah. one mm-hmm. of the
2: things that has gotten better. Like yeah. even like what Trevor's talking about, like I can be grouchy about it being you know going up to three x, but three x is an improvement.
3: Like, yes, let's embrace
2: it, you know, that. That is an improvement to the lives of many people in our community. Just not all of us. You
1: yeah. Know? And it was actually an improvement from the previous two jobs he'd had. So, mm-hmm. you know, whether or not it's the company themselves or whatever, that is, and he he does not wear a 3X, but he was able to actually get the shirt on which is, you know, that's a step above. Yeah, <laughs> you know, One X is not doing that. <laughs> I'm imagining it's like a, it's a crop
3: top moment.
1: <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't as tight as that, but certainly, like, it was not. It was. It's not going to work.
3: I was going to say, can you wear it on the Zoom calls? I, mm. No, no, no,
1: no. And I don't think anybody does. I don't think anybody does. Yeah. It's yeah. just one of those things where it's like, you know, like, can we just get a little better about that? It's just a like well, graphic. Team. And it's I mean, not I like think
0: fancy shirt. I think like, okay, so how do we go from here? Would be like. Bringing it up and like acknowledging like, I mean, as we've talked about on the podcast, you know, we don't have shirts for the podcast because it is extremely difficult to get custom printed stuff in a wide range of sizes.
1: Yeah, we also, as in talking about that, we decided that if we couldn't accommodate the range of sizes that we know our listeners would want, mm. just the people oh, hell, that we know. We the just range of didn't sizes. want
3: to exclude our own fans. Th- yeah. Well, yeah. the range of sizes in this room, people. Yeah. In yeah. this yeah. room, <laughs> we couldn't accommodate.
1: Yeah. So, and, and it just, it felt better to just not. Yeah. Um, he did actually, Michael did actually say something to both companies that, you know, these shirt sizes are not diverse enough. Um, yeah. I don't know that they did anything about it. I don't think so. But. Well, I,
3: I would argue that, I mean, and here's an opportunity because, you know, Trevor... The inspiration for this topic is, you know, what do you do when you feel like you take one step forward and two steps back or one step mm-hmm. forward and one step back and you feel like you're running in place. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it is trying to just change the paradigm you're in, like this whole idea of giving t-shirts. Okay, but what if you actually got to know the person you're hiring to the extent that you knew if just giving a t-shirt is appropriate and maybe you want to give something else, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it, that you would feel so much more welcome if there was just one thing, just one thing, it doesn't have to be a, a, a haul in a gift basket, but just maybe one thing that, you know, the person would like Mm -hmm. because you took the time.
1: Um, what else, who, who else has an example of a a step forward or a step
0: backwards? I mean, so, so the whale, which we're not going (laughs) to get into early. Yeah. (laughs) December, we'll probably talk about it in December because that's when it's actually coming out. But just the notion of that, and it's just been so like, I've been trying to avoid it, but it's just so mm. in Fat World right now. And everything about that is, to me, feels like a step back. I mean, Brendan Fraser, he's back. We love to see him back. Maybe not for this. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if Batgirl had actually gotten to come out, which uh, there's actually like. Was a, he in that? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no one's in it. it. To me, it's like, I I, sa- I said this, I think, when we first talked about it. Oh my God, there's fat gay representation. And then the monkey's paw finger (laughs) curls. And careful what you wish for. It's like this thing of like, well, like, what do I even do? Because it's this thing of this is going to be so many people's only experience of meeting a very fat gay person. And like, what is it like to be like really fat and gay? Right. And they will only have this as their experience of like, and even being like, oh, wow really fat people can be gay and it must be even worse than it's. And the, the problem, one of the many problems is
1: that this is a Darren Aronofsky movie. He has a reputation as a high prestige filmmaker. Mm-hmm. He's won Oscars. He's done these really high profile movies with really high profile actors. He's a very serious filmmaker. And so people are going to look at this movie and take it very seriously. And they're mm-hmm. going to think that this is a big, you know, bold statement
3: did you hear that Darren Aronofsky made a documentary about gay <laughs> fat people? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that's that's sort of your steps because what I'm what I'm synthesizing here is that it's not the same ground being covered, right? Because if this movie had been made in the '70s, it would be a comedy, or in this, and he certainly wouldn't have been gay because that would have been verboten. Mm, mm-hmm. So it's not like we we're, re, we're retracing the same steps or doing the same thing over again. Yeah. It's sort of like with greater exposure come different problems or maybe even greater problems. And like you said, Michael, you've got a major studio, a major director, and a major star doing this movie. And the problem, and the problem is they think they're being sensitive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Believe me, that's never happened before. <laughs> but it's what, but, when it's one of yeah, those so true. few
2: representations on the big screen. No, no, I'm not yeah. excusing it. I'm not you know. excusing
3: it. I'm just saying that with greater, I mean sort of with great power comes great responsibility, with greater yeah. exposure comes new problems.
2: Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, and so like looking at like okay, like what the fuck do we do about that? <laughs> <laughs> so like I mean also like what uh, something else I mean to do is instead of seeing the one movie <laughs> that I don't want to keep talking about, like, you know, Guy Branum is in bros as yes. the, you know, kind of gay best friend character in the gay romantic comedy. Hmm. And that is a, a real portrayal hmm. of a fat gay person in a movie hmm. that is not really, cause they're like, I don't know. There's a lot going on. Well, and, and can the, it
3: should also be said that, you know, Guy Branum makes his living as a fat gay person.
0: Yes.
1: Whereas
3: hmm. Brendan Fraser does not. What? <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> and I would say at least Brendan Fraser is fat now. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. But he's not that fat and they put him in a fat suit and blah, blah, blah. No, blah, they, blah, blah. they. And we're off to the races again.
1: Yeah, but it's, it's, I feel like it's different. <laughs> but from he is like fun of the Jared bigger. Jared oh, no,
2: yeah. it's not a Jared Leto thing. Like, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Brendan Fraser is actually now a legitimately large person <laughs> yeah, in a very yeah, yeah. small casting pool. Which
0: I, I don't know. We will we'll, we'll do a deeper dive That's a different story. Into yeah, the way that. Um, but, you know, you can be representation of, you know, being fat, being gay, and being out there, and being loud, and just being what you want to see, kind of like Lizzo talking about, like, mm-hmm. not having representation. It's going to have to be you. Yeah. So, we, you know, we just, we just got to get out there. We got to be fat. Keep on keeping we gotta, on. We got to be gay.
3: Well, and I think also every- genera- Dammit, Trevor, you're not gay enough. <laughs> Sorry. <Daniel. laughs> I think every generation remakes its world. You see this in language all the time, mm-hmm. right? You don't learn language from your parents. You create it with your peer group. If, mm-hmm. if I have a hard time talking with 16-year-olds now. Cause like- but, well, because it's, <laughs> it's, it's, that, that's what happens with language, and it yeah. happens with culture, and to a certain extent, it happens with civil rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's not that we got them and now we're done or we got this and now it's done, as we have seen very, very graphically. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's not that it's a constant visual or constant fight. It's that it, it is constantly being reinvented. And something that I keep going back to is like, okay, it's the same, but what's different now? Because I promise you something is different about it mm-hmm. than it was, let's say, 30 years ago or 50 years ago. Sure.
0: I mean, also, I think just like an example of being out there and being fat and being gay and being all the, the things that we want to be is um, club chub. Oh, well, yeah. It's all, I mean, it's San Francisco, New
3: York, Los LA, Angeles. Yeah. Um,
0: mm-hmm. I think also Miami.
3: And and you know that's that's a really good example of what I was just talking about because chub chaser events used to be all the rage, you know, many many years ago, and then they vanished with the advent of internet dating but now they're coming back. Are they the same? No, they're a whole lot better. <laughs> they're a whole lot more relevant. <laughs> they're a whole lot hipper because they were all, always sort of like in the shadows and kind of sorry. And, mm-hmm. But now they're just so much more vibrant. And I mean, yes, so yeah, it, it is something from the past, but it's just so much more improved. Why? Because it's made for this generation.
0: Mm. The, uh, the next LA Club Chub is, the theme is like, it's a big boy caftan party. <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole lot of fabric. Yeah, <laughs> and I—I I don't know. I've been thinking. I don't have a caftan, but if I can get one,
1: yeah, that goes with the my. The first thing that crossed
2: my mind is like, where do you get a caftan? I have no
1: idea. At the caftaneria. Do you know that <laughs> meme where wow. it's like, I never <laughs> thought were surreal, and it's like the, and then Trevor walks past the camera in a caftan. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so this may be a bit of a tangent, but I, I think one thing that I feel has, appro- it has improved and feel free to disagree with me is the way food is being pushed at uh, certain types of diet food are being crammed down the throats of people. So like wh- when I was, I remember when Olestra came out, mm-hmm. right? Like they started putting this artificial fat in everything that your body couldn't absorb that you, caused you, you lost weight. Cause you shit your brains. Yeah. Out. You, you know? It literally <laughs> had to have warnings on the packages saying may cause anal, anal leakage. Right. Yeah. And that was because that existed and because that was supposed to lower the fat content of food. I always felt like that was being shoved at me. Like if you're going to have potato chips, you should have the ones with the luster in it. You should have um, the ones that give you diarrhea. <laughs> or like, and I know they still make these cookies, but I don't see them advertised constantly anymore. But the snack well cookies mm-hmm. are <laughs> like, Oh, we're not going to put butter in them, but we're going to put seven times the sugar and we're going to market it as low fat. Right. I feel like the trend in diet foods has drifted more towards, Whole foods towards foods that are- um, This is brilliant. Yes, you're absolutely right. You know, so while you're still having diets shoved down your throats, but at least the food they're encouraging you to eat is actually food. (laughs) Okay, so this is exactly what I'm talking about. It's not a food
3: substitute. So, you know, old problem, uh, you know, we're still getting diet foods. We're still getting good food, bad food. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's new? We are having fourth graders keeping food diaries so they can study healthy eating. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. they're being encouraged oh. to keep food diaries and they're doing this lesson on health and healthy eating. And that's part of the curriculum in some places. And it, it's like, Oh my God, this is more insidious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. You sent me that thing that I was going to share it was this mom. And she was saying, you know, oh, my, yeah. my fourth grader had to do like this food diary project, but like this project about healthy eating. Yeah. We,
3: they had to do a project where they're, they're basically creating some sort of presentation about healthy eating that everyone's going to do in the classroom. All right. And so the kid comes home, and the mom is like tearing her hair out, like crap, like this is the last thing I want my child exposed to. But what uh, what Sheener, I I don't know if it was a son or daughter, the child turned it into was that they would do something on uh, on how healthy eating is, how all food has value, all, no food is evil, and just talking mm. about food having context, what it was for, cultural celebrations, and just sort of a a big wide celebration of food as their project for quote unquote healthy eating. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I mean, that's
1: genius. Very well. genius. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I mean, that is,
0: that's how, like, I think a a really good example of like creating a positive solution to a nightmare problem, problem, especially just like for your kid. Cause I have a, a small example of a,
1: a cool little, little tiny step forward. Um, so uh, Michael sent me this earlier. Uh, it's a TikTok of somebody saying, I don't know how to pronounce this. It, you know the Wakandan, the all-female Wakandan like, soldiers mm. that have the spears yes. that are like total badasses? It's
2: like Doma Maje or something like that? Dora, yeah, Dora, Dora, Dora Majar.
1: Do, anyway, that's, it's them. Uh, there was a plus size one of their, their group at Disneyland. Uh, as part of the official cast.
0: Mm. Ooh, um, nice. Oh, that's
1: awesome. Which nice. is which is pretty cool. So we can maybe share that. It's a it is a TikTok, be warned. It may take you to TikTok if you watch it. And <laughs> it'll be on Instagram soon enough. It's
3: fine. <laughs> yeah. Once
1: you go to
0: TikTok, you never you never come back. <laughs> <laughs> Once you pop. I'm
3: always on TikTok, but they call it Instagram.
0: Yeah. Um it's a tough time, but we're seeing examples of really how you can make positive change regardless of if you've already had a win and like okay how can i build on this or if you are being confronted with loss or kind of just like downers which we were kind of used to (laughs) (laughs) i think these are great examples i would be curious to know if we have listeners who have had kind of a similar experience of like Mm -hmm. you know this backtrack where it's like i thought i was going to win and i lost or i did win and here's how I built on that. Or mm-hmm. turned a loss into a win. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, let us know. Or if even maybe you have something where you're like, I have this thing and I don't know how to spin this, how to change mm-hmm. this, how to mm-hmm. fix this. And maybe we can talk about it. Yeah. We can work it out on air. We can- That'd be great. Find some relevant TikToks. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> One of the important things about this conversation is that we, we, it's easy to focus on how things are getting worse. Yeah, Yeah. Right? true. But if you take a step back, and look at things in sort of like the larger arc of history. Mm-hmm. I think we can take some reassurance that so many of the things that we do value have been on a path of advancement for quite some time. Uh, and it falls to us to just make sure that it keeps moving in that direction, yeah. and that we don't focus on the wave in the areas where we have not improved as much as we wish.
0: Yeah. Um. I mean, I would say my tip this week is um to go, come come to the yes. self care self care and chair October ninth. It's a week and a half, I think. From the launch of this episode?
3: October 9th, noon Pacific
1: time. Or no, two and a half. One and a half.
0: It's a while away. It's on October 9th. (laughs) It's on October (laughs) 9th.
1: It's that far away. (laughs) (laughs) Do we have a bit? We do have a bit.
2: Just a bit. Our bit bit may feel like a bit of a tangent, because I think I might have misunderstood the assignment for this week. (laughs) And I thought we were talking about just a general way that the world has improved. So one of the things that I feel like the world has improved about is our attitudes towards kink right? Mm. I feel like we're much more open-minded about it now. I feel like we're much more... Like, the concept of being accepting of kink is a little weird now, because, like, why do I have to be accepting of your kink? It's your kink. Well, like, I, I can promise you... My no, opinion has nothing to do with it. I can know?
3: promise you that growing up, I never heard the term, don't kink shame. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like exactly. you, of course you must kink shame. That's um, the job of kink, is to be shamed.
0: Also, I mean... That's vo- what makes it hot. <laughs> <laughs> Vor kind of being, like, a mainstream thing that people know... I, it's more for you, I feel like, if you're extremely online but like the fact that like vo- people on twitter know what Vore is just kind of as a default if you don't know what Vore is uh, i'm gonna let you google that one yourself <laughs> and-
1: <laughs>
3: well no, it's th- not
1: that shocking. i can no de- no I,
3: just- I can tell you that when when i was growing up there was this thing called alternative sexuality <laughs> and that was a label in the bookstore and there was only one kink in the entire world and it was leather bdsm it was one thing mm-hmm. leather bdsm and that was the section of the bookstore. And if you said kink, that's what you had to mean because there were no other kinks. Mm. And now it's like, oh my God, this is a panoply. This is a pantheon of kink. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> throw a rock, you're
2: going to find someone that's into pup play nowadays. Or, or into play. being hit with rocks. And yeah. a, yes. <laughs> or how sweet. I met my ex. <laughs> <laughs> or dead cat swinging. So since the world has gotten so much more understanding of what kink is and how kinks are, here are some questions about various kinks that we may not have heard of before. All right, hit us. Which of the following jungle-themed events would a Taffyphile most likely enjoy? Taffy. One, <laughs> sinking in quicksand. Two, being thrown into the air by an elephant. Three, swinging from a vine. Or four, wrestling with an extremely dominant gorilla.
3: See, that sounds most like Taffy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know That's what elephants... you would be after wrestling with an extremely large gorilla.
1: <laughs> so I'm... Just getting thrown into the air by an elephant. Just sounds fun. <laughs> yeah,
3: oh boy, I've never done it, have you? <laughs> no,
2: because they'll, they'll, they'll catch you. Elephants are very kind.
3: <laughs> uh, yes, I'm gonna. I want to live in Michael's world. It exactly. seems like such a happy place. Where the elephants throw you in the air and then catch you. <laughs>
0: I'm going to say Taffyphile because... That's
1: the thing we're guessing what it is. What, which oh, no. Oh, things? sorry. The quicksand. The, the, the quicksand?
0: <laughs> the the quicksand? quicksand? Okay. okay. Because... Because why? So there is like a whole thing. If you spend enough time on YouTube... Which you do. Like, you <laughs> will find channels of like things from cartoons where it's like every, the, every oh, clip yeah. of someone... There was one I found. It was like people being turned to stone, and it was like okay. that was all the YouTube channels like different every cartoon from like the eighties and nineties where a character got turned into stone.
3: And nobody does that. Nobody does that kind of research without it without them being aroused. Yeah. So I'm <laughs>
0: and like quicksand is like I like such a tropey thing. Hmm. Yeah. Like especially in cartoons. Sense. So I feel like it's that.
1: I'm guessing elephants because I want I, I want that to be that. That sounds the most fun to me.
0: Where how was where is okay. the elephant swinging? How, how's that holding on to you?
1: Oh no, it's the trunk. Like the trunk, sort of like curls around you and picks yeah. you up and then throws you up oh, in the air. See, I was guessing yeah, But did
0: it run tr- your like midsection? Um. <coughs> oh, God. <No. laughs> I was
1: thinking the. Where tusks.
2: Where are we going with this? The tusks,
3: the tusks obviate all the. Are you mechanic. suggesting
2: that Michael might like a trunk job?
3: <laughs> Dan, what's your guess?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand that.
3: Um, I'm sure a nose job must be a fetish somewhere. Dan, what's your or guess? I'm <laughs> going to go. Oh, vine, vine. So no, we go the to the gorilla, gorilla, because that's taffy. Gorilla. The gorilla is taffy-like. Okay. Because if you were pulled up by a gorilla, that'd be like being in a taffy machine.
2: <laughs> well, a uh, taffophile or taffophilia is a interest in being buried. Oh, my. Uh-oh. So quicksand is the Damn thing it. that most closely aligns with that. Why don't we listen to Trevor? <laughs> All right. We- next question. Which of the following superheroes would a spectrophiliac most like to bang? <laughs> One, Spider-Man. Two, She-Hulk. Three, the Invisible Woman.
3: Or four, Ant-Man.
2: I'm going with the Invisible Woman. woman. Yeah, spectra. Invisible Woman.
3: I'm guessing spectra has to do with light or light bending. All right, Or being
1: able
2: to see. Uh, you are correct. Uh, the Invisible Woman. Spectra- spectrophiliacs are riled up by the idea of doing a ghost.
3: Oh, uh-huh. oh, spectra as in fantasma. Okay, yeah. Spectro... Spectral, yeah. So
1: the the that so for Trevor's YouTube channel, that scene from Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, the (laughs) dream. It's the dream, but the ghost
2: is giving him a blowjob in the dream, which is weird. They apparently retroed that for the movie. It was they, in order to keep the joke, they added the fact that it was a dream. Oh, I see. I see. It was from another scene that was cut from the movie. Apparently, oh. Um, okay, this is the one I don't want to do. Okay, how do I say this word? Where would a catapronophiliac most want to make whoopee? Catatronophiliac, How how do you do that? Catatatronophiliac. This is the kid who can't pronounce Bethesda. (laughs) I can now, right? Where would a capture, yeah, where would they want to make whoopee? One, inside a funhouse, two, on top of a Ferris wheel three, riding the
3: merry-go-round,
2: or four, behind the fried dough stand. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Oh dear. I mean fried dough.
3: <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's someone else's fetish. But what if
1: I've just learned the word... <laughs>
2: <laughs> Michael's like I have a whole new understanding
3: of my sexuality now. <laughs> yeah. I don't I'm, I get I get the dough. Michael, you keep gluten free. <laughs> oh, good. that's what makes it naughty. That's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I get it. I get it. Okay. Oh, he's a gluten. I'm gonna say
2: Ferris
1: wheel because I have no real clue. <laughs>
3: And I'm stupid, so I'll agree with Michael. <laughs> I'm also going to go down say, together. Yay! <laughs> I'm
0: going to say Ferris wheel because I oh, feel wow. like. <laughs> All right, I
3: guess I'm not stupid. <laughs> it's the blind leading well, the blind. People
0: do I feel like people? That is like a thing people do. Is like three fool around mice. on a, a merry-go-round.
2: Well, catatronophilia is a fetish for mirrors. Ah, well, so shit. the closest match for I, that one is inside a funhouse,
1: or there can be mirrors on a Ferris wheel. <laughs> Or you just have you bring it. You bring your own. <laughs>
3: Trevor's never on the Ferris wheel without its compact.
1: <laughs> have you ever it's a hand mirror. You ever had a mirror job before? Oh well, buckle God. up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to Sounds on. like it could just be keep a scratchy going. Just, situation. Just, just All keep right. going. <laughs> what would a hobophiliac most like to do on a hot date? Uh one, have sex in their partner's bathroom. Two, have sex in the kitchen of the home they just bought for their partner. Three. Have sex in an alley by a burning trash can. Or four, get gang banged by hobgoblins.
3: Oh, my God. I just love the hobgoblin.
2: You know, <laughs>
3: I don't want get it enough hob. I want it to be you hobgoblins. Missed,
1: you missed the opportunity to call them knobgoblins. Oh, oh
3: good job. <laughs> I think I'm getting to Michael. <laughs>
2: no, because that was really good.
3: <laughs> oh, ah. got him.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like for it to this be means <laughs> <laughs> Well, I would like for it to be hobgoblins.: I I, it, uh, I'm going to go with the, the trash can hobo
1: thing. Yeah, that, that I think it's just the most direct translation. Trash can hobo. I'm going
3: with hobgoblin because I like saying the word. All right. I
1: mean, gob hoblin. Uh, or knob goblin. I no, swear to God, I'm using that. That's Hobophilia good. is about
2: <laughs> sexual fantasies about hobgoblins. No, no. <laughs> Damn it. it's about sexual fantasies with homeless people. Oh dear. So yeah, <gasps> right. Burning trash can in an alley. The other references all have to do with being in someone's home. Mm-hmm. So there I you go. I think Trevor
1: won that one. Shocking surprise. So
3: it's not a knob goblin. So
2: if you have have a story about your knob goblin fetish, (laughs) where should they tell us about that, Robert?
0: Well, we're on Twitter and Instagram as at (laughs) Knobgobbler. No, 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 we're not. No, we're not. (laughs) No, no, no. At Big Fat Gay Pod, Instagram and Twitter. We're on Facebook as the Big Fat Gay Podcast. We're on Patreon as the Big Fat Gay Podcast, <laughs> subscribe and see our Knob Gobbler content. <laughs> um, see the articles we talked about at www.bigfatgaypod.com. Well, maybe you're finishing up listening to the Big Fat Gay Knob Goblin Podcast.
3: I swear, the new Marvel superhero <laughs> <laughs> or super villain,
0: but and there's a there's a bunch of hobgoblins waiting outside your car. <laughs> oh no. They're ready to gobble some hobs and knobs, (laughs) so... Watch out!